All right. Steve DeAngelis in the building. I told him we were going to treat this exactly like one of our phone conversations that I love. And I'm always like, we need to record these. Uh, Steve <laughs> DeAngelis, an incredible human, father, friend, business person. Will you just give a quick intro on who you are and what you do? And before you do, the goal of this, and who knows where it will go, but I, I texted Steve and then I'll shut up. I texted Steve, I said, I'm I'm like, we've been talking about this for a little while. I'm, I'm, I'm about to dip my toe into the NFT space. I know very little. I'm a major fan, as you know, Steve, as we both are of, of Gary V. I've listened to a lot of content. I feel like I'm, 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 I'm educated at a beginner level, at least enough to like be like somewhat dangerous. Um, so I, I, I want to give the listener out there value. If you're thinking about getting into the NFT space, like what, what should you know? And I think you asked a good question. We'll get into it. But before we get into that, um, will you just introduce yourself and tee up why and how you, you sort of like became a, a, a I don't even want to say a student of the game, but just, I, I would say you're Not like, for sure. Starting to really master the craft. Yeah. So first of all, the hardest thing about this conversation is I can't move because usually when you and I talk, I pace the room. You can, you can, you can. it's okay. You can. <laughs> Out of excitement, I, I pace. I love um, it. No, no, you know, as you said, I uh, appreciate the introduction, by the way, Ned, it was very kind. I'm a father of four, husband, um, entrepreneur for the last 10 years. Before that, I was in the big agency world for, for five, six years. So marketing uh, as a career and blockchain happened to be an NFTs, happened to be um, a third wave of technology that I saw happen. The first was uh, I was a client at GM and I was managing tens of millions of dollars of money that was being spent through uh, Google and Bing and Yahoo back when they were separate ent entities and they were battling for searches. Um, so I had early exposure to that and I saw that that tech wave happen, which was great and it was exciting. I kind of built a career on that. And then I saw social media happen and that's where we built the agency on. Um, so with blockchain, we really see this as the future of loyalty marketing among many other things. And that's why we're we're very interested in when you say NFTs for us, it's a, it's a career and agency focus. So will you, we had talked about, and I said, before we just started recording, I said, I just want to get a 101 from like, you know, let's just call it a dad or a parent's perspective of like, this is really interesting to me. Like I really, you know, at this moment, there's not like a ton of like disposable income that I'm just want to like blow on like NFTs because I don't, don't know the space, but I would say for somebody who is interested in, in, in even just starting to understand the space from an investor and maybe even business like what and will you just actually ask me the question that you had asked you're like from like what perspective because this is important i, I wanted to do this conversation as a as an investor but i think that's an interesting perspective of like well what if somebody's listening and they want to actually get into it as a career you know let me scratch an itch that a lot of dads that i know have this is a conversation i have with any dad who's invested in their child and and the future of their well-being right because how can you possibly advise on a career for your child or, or interest they should explore without thinking about what the world's gonna be like in 20 years from now? Education's changing, government's changing, finance is changing, everything's changing at a rapid pace. So the fun thing about 
NFTs and, and blockchain is that it, it's, in my opinion, going to have an impact on literally everything. Better supply chain management, better finance, uh, more transparency in the finance world, and then also for marketing and, and a lot of other purposes. So the question really is, what's your interest? You know, as a dad, if if you're financially thinking about the future of your family and how to hedge against, um, you know, certain financial movements that are happening in the world around us, i.e., shifting from a risk-on uh, market, which has been for 10 years, you can make money in anything. Stocks were infinitely going up to now everything's sort of crashing and going to risk off, which is where you, a lot, it's hard to make money in the stock market in the next 10 years, probably. Um, or at least that's what, that's what I read and understand. So my angle has been, I, I want to invest my time and thinking about how this could impact my children and how I could have them dabbling with things now that those just appreciate having exposure to 10 years from now when they're entering into maybe college or business on their own. Uh, and that's where the question I asked to you is, is what, what's your interest? You know, what, are you trying to make money doing this? Or are you trying to learn a new tech piece of technology? I, I, well, it's a great question. I think for me, and hopefully this, I want to, I want to continue to try to really think about what to, to bring value to people listening. But I feel like a lot of people it's, it's taking me back to, um, being a, a kid and the, and the collectible element. Like I, mm -hmm. I collected baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards, like when I was, you know, 12, 13. And I love that. I get really excited. Like it gives me chill. Like I get really excited at the thought of, and I love what Gary's doing, like with V friends, like I want to invest in, I love the collectible element of it. But I think what I'm learning from him is that like, yes, collectible, but now the other layer that's becoming very interesting to me, and again, I know so little, and this is why I would love your, and maybe this is the, the next best question, the smart contract underneath the collectible is so interesting because this is why I so believe and want to, in, the first thing I want to do, the first NFT that I will buy, I believe is going to be a V friend because I so believe in what Gary is building and committed to for the rest of his career. So if I spend 500 or a thousand or whatever it is, um, I, um, what I'm learning about the element of the smart contract is that there's, um, I don't even know what you would call it, but it, it, it um, like utility, is it like a utility? Well, I, I love that element because at any moment he can just wake up and be like, you know what? You bought this NFT of this pen or whatever. We're partnering with Mattel now to release blah, blah. And all of a sudden, like there's just immediate added value. I know his commitment to it. I believe in the community he's built into it. So it started with the collectability element of it, the investment of it. But now it's like, it's like you just plug into this like world of like activation. It's like, I don't, it's, it's like, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's so interesting to me of like, um, the, the, the levels of the onion that are activated forever. But I think well, it's so important that you that you trust in the the group or the person that you're investing with. Like, I guess maybe that's the question is with your first one, like what was what was your first NFT purchase and, and why? You know, and maybe you can go into the smart contract of it all as well. I know these are like super yeah. loaded questions, but this is what's swimming around in my head. Let, let, let me this is what I would do when I present to people about this stuff. Let me just bring you back to this. Basically, what's happening is you have a bunch of. Walt Disney's, you have a bunch of creators, people who are on their mission to create some IP, 
that they really love and they want to tell a story and they want to build community. Imagine it's like that happening, but this time you have a direct connection to the fans as you're building them. So Disney would create, put out, and then you'd receive. And then that's how he would edit and, and think about his future, how to evolve characters. Now with NFTs, you know, I can put that out into the market. I can see who's interested because they, they, A, they buy my NFTs and they, and they hold on to them for a reason. And I can see what they love and I can have a real-time conversation with them. So as a community creator or content creator or IP developer, you just have a, another level of connection with your fan base that you've never had before. That's what the underlying technology of, of blockchain does. The connection between the asset that you hold and all of its rights is the smart contract. So as a creator, I can define anything I want. I can say that we're going to share royalties on future development. If the NF the character in my NFT is used in a movie, uh, I can pass back royalties and fees to you. Or you know, it could be all kinds of things. You could have free access to that movie for a lifetime. Uh, you know, just it it really breaks apart what used to be a very gate kept IP world, which is a few players controlling most of the money and reward that now gets distributed to you know, very loyal fan bases. Um, my One of my first NFTs was a V-Friend, actually, um, early, way before when it just launched. So Gary hadn't released much information, but like you, I was a big fan of him as a content creator and believed in his mission, which is I'm going to create, you know, he basically said, I'm going to create my own Mickey Mouse story, except I'm going to have a bunch of characters and they're going to be based on being a good person. So I had an innate connection to him outside of anything technology-wise that I just thought, man, that's a good person putting out good vibes to the world. So like yourself, I want to be along for the ride because there's, you know, and to bring it back to collectibilities, you know, we all had tops cards, right? We we had we had those like everyone's trying to find the, the rare this and that, and and people still are. Imagine that same thing happening, except when you and your buddies got together to trade a card or or open up crack a pack, right? Like that was really exciting and fun. Now you get to do it on stage with thousands of people and tens of thousands of people. Your community is getting larger and distributed. It's not your neighborhood anymore or your school, right? Your friends, our kids' friends, I think their network is going to be global. And that's a really beautiful thing because, you know, I don't know about you, but like we've talked about this, but one of my main goals for my kids is to provide them perspective. I think that's what creates issues when you have a lack of perspective so see the world from other people's eyes and their shoes literally right and, and talking to them hearing how they talk and, and learning and i think that's what i see is that the collectible culture is just broader it's a broader reach than it's ever been thanks to the technology because we can each verify on blockchain that i hold an asset and you hold it so we're in the same community and it, it breaks down the trust that's required before when someone could just say something now you don't have it's trustless right you can just see that i own an nft and that i i see that you own it now we know we have a mutual connection right and we can bear we don't even worry about verifying that that's just now it's just on chain and it's there now we can build that connection between each other um globally which is really cool is it is it still like bulky to buy an nft like what's the process like if somebody's like okay you know what i'm gonna really I'm going to try to do this and get into it. Like what's, what are the steps to purchase an NFT? If you were a beginner and you want to be mindful, it's, it's what super is easy now. Step? I think the, the thing I would think about for anybody who's 
curious and, and wants to buy is I would look at what I'm passionate about first, right? So if you love Pokemon or NBA or whatever it is, like what is your thing you'd love? Go figure out if anybody in that space is creating an NFT project. And then see if you really love that person, right? If you really believe in what they're doing, they're, who they're, who's running the project? Because that's really who you're investing in when you buy an NFT. You're not just buy you, if you buy an NFT randomly off of a few sites that allow you to use a credit card to buy an NFT, you really have no association with or understanding of the association with the creator. So the first, first and foremost, stick to what things that you know and love. Stick to creators in that space who are supporting, or or maybe they have, they're, they're they're putting out content that you love and watch every day, and now they're happening to do an NFT, right? So that that's where I would say your interest should go. It shouldn't be let me buy an NFT, go figure it out. It's follow the journey through somebody because mm-hmm. really good creators are making it easy to do, and they're giving you all the warning signs along the way of how to do it in a safe way. That's legit. What happened and i think with both of us with with gary i've been following his content for years i'm so excited to invest him because i feel like i i know him and back to trust i trust him so yeah is it like weird to spend eight hundred dollars or fifteen hundred dollars on a digital asset when you've never done that before yes but i think much less so when you believe in what's happening and you're educating yourself and you're plugged into that community so i'm it, it's exciting. And I think, you know, again, back to, and I apologize to keep bringing it up, but like what he, what he talks about, and I was just listening to him this morning, talk about this. It's like the way we're talking about it right now, it's like where we're saying we're nervous to do this is like exactly what people were like, but wait a minute, you go on the web. Like you on, you bank online. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> again, this is what's happening now. And I think we have to back to what the kids and perspective, we have to lean into the times. It's like, this is happening. Embrace it. How do you make it work? How do you get excited about who, like you said, I love that, like go where your passion is and then learn. And then by the way, maybe because now I'm thinking, okay, well now from a creator standpoint, and I'd love for you to touch on this, like we talked about investing and that's interesting and people should go where their passions are. But now if somebody's out there and like, well, hmm, how does this apply to my business? What's your advice to somebody? Again, maybe it's early, maybe it's not, maybe it's right on time for them, but what's the next best step if somebody's thinking, hmm, maybe I should create this around my business. What's the first step? Value proposition. What do you so, mean? Depending on the business, and I think there's use cases for blockchain technology in, in most industries, any part of your business process that lacks uh, transparency and traceability this applies to healthcare and your healthcare records. It applies to how you build products in the supply chain. When there's a breakdown in the supply chain, how do you quickly identify where that problem is? Um, if you create merchandise, how do you create value for someone who's purchased from you one time or 10 times? All of those things, if they sit on a blockchain, which is this public transaction or, or public ledger, basically, it makes it easy to figure out where the problems are or where the benefits should be allocated. So, based on your business, that's the thing. Do you have a breakdown of understanding your customer any anywhere along the process of how they engage with you? If so, you should probably be looking into blockchain. If you are, don't have those issues, you probably don't need to look into it yet. If somebody else will solve that problem for you and later on you'll pay a subscription fee 
and and you'll apply it like a CRM tool, a customer relationship management tool that you would use, or email marketing, similar, those types of plug and play softwares into business. Blockchain will also be created as, as a SaaS product for your business at some point too. Um, but really it, it comes down to transparency. If there's an issue with your business and that you feel like you could do a better job of knowing your customer or um, how people leverage your systems, this blockchain is just a more accurate portrayal of how they engage because every little interaction is traced. So let me ask you a question. This may be completely ridiculous and maybe there's not an answer, but this is something that has crossed my my mind. Cause I think about like, what's the most exciting thing business-wise that I, I'm personally excited about building long-term. And I, I grew up around Arsenio Hall and Oprah and TRL, like I love uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, like I love David Letterman. I love the talk show variety show element. I want to really up my game in 2023. I've talked about it for a long time. I'm happiest and most excited when I'm behind the desk talking to somebody out on the street, like really putting together a talk variety show that's positive pop culture. And go with me for a second on this. Not that I'm comparing myself to Oprah or any of these people, but if Oprah or TRL or a talk variety show was built for Web3, I'm getting chills here, so I know I'm on the right track. <laughs> if it was built for Web3 and it was going to go, is there a way to build this as an NFT? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, like, how would that, like, how would that work? Like, I know a music artist, like, you'd be like, okay, fans... I'm releasing a thousand tokens. And if you believe in me and my content, you're along for the ride and you're going to get royalties. Could that be built for like a talk variety show that I would launch? Not only can it be, it is happening now. Talk to me. So, so there are many creators who have the vision you have, which is the next Simpsons, right? The next South Park. Imagine if you were with, is it Trey? Trey, right. South Park creators, right. those two guys. Right. Imagine when they're sitting in their, their little studio way back 25 years ago and they're scribbling these drawings and they're like, man, I think we're onto something Legit, here. legit. And they do one little pilot episode, right? And they put it out. What if they said, hey, if you guys love this, like we want to make it happen. And instead of going to uh, an investment bank or someone and saying, give me $100,000 so I can work on this for six months, you had 1,000 people give you $250 each because they really got excited. You just raised $250,000 to go create something. And all you have to do is create a feedback loop to those folks and say, hey, here's an update. You have to be a good business operator, a good communicator, right? A good CEO as well as creator. And that's a friction point where Gary's great. He's both. He's a really good CEO, but he's also a very good communicator. That's really tough to do. So that's that's the friction point, right? And if you can make that happen, there are thousands and tens of thousands of creators trying to do that right now. And they're all raising a little bit of money, 10,000 here, 100,000 here. Some are raising a million. And the ones that are going to create something that actually is a long-term project that has value and is the next South Park or next talk show, they will be there just because they'll they'll grind it out longer than the other ones. <laughs> so, you, and I know this is a much longer conversation. This is probably something that, that now, and I want to actually ask you that next, but with like my version of it, is it something that would have to be created that then gives them like equity in the show? 
Yeah. Like what's I mean, it the token? Like what's the what's the like can, does art have to be created around that? Like is does there have to be art created to then have like the smart conjure, like the board ape, the V friend? Like, is there have to be a character thing? Like, how does it work? It doesn't it doesn't have to. So in blockchain, it started out as tokens. So if you wanted to invest early in a project, you could buy in their ICO, their initial coin offering, right? You could you get a small allocation of, of their token. They would release a billion tokens and you could buy 10,000 of them or 5,000 just to have some exposure because you like them. Got it. That evolved into, that doesn't really have a lot of personality, right? So it's hard to launch a cool brand off of tokens. Uh, so people started attaching, instead of tokens, they started offering up an image that was maybe a, a founder's pass or uh you know, Got a it. studio club member, right? Which you get access to the studio. So that just made it more fun to be a part of because you actually had some art and people could put that in their profiles because now Twitter uh, and Meta, so Instagram and Facebook all allow you to display your NFTs as your profile picture and people can verify what project it's associated with. So it makes it more braggable and more social in terms of generating conversation. And, and, and again, I feel like this is just to go back to, to Gary, but he, he literally was saying this like years ago, he was like, people pay money to like get that blue or, or people would pay money to get that blue check mark on Instagram. So digitally people love, sh it's like digital flossing, if you will. Like, well, that here's the thing about it. Here's what I say. And NFTs, uh, they're non-fungible tokens, by the way, is what that stand, what that means. And why that's interesting is non-fungible means you're unique, you're one of a kind. Token means you're traceable, you're on-chain, you're transferable. We haven't had a digital extension of us that was truly unique or one of a kind until right now in a verifiable way. You could go on your profiles and claim all kinds of shit, right? Oh, sorry. And no, you're good, stuff. you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's a dad show, right? Not a kid show. You're good. Um, but we haven't had that. Now we have a digital extension of ourselves is that no one else can own that one thing, that one NFT that I love because it's my character and you can't take it from me. There's no way, no one can take it. I have to offer it up to the market if, if I wanna sell it. We haven't had it that, now we do. And there's people identify with things. People right. want to identify with right. things. They need to identify and look at our kids. I guarantee you any dad who listens to this or parent if your kid plays Fortnite, do you think they care more about having a costume or their digital collectible version of their costume on their character? They want digital collectibles because it gives them something they can show to the world oh, at, at right. larger mass than their well, friends. It's, it's so interesting. It's like friends. it's less about like the the physical things that you own and want to show, and more about like if our attention is always here on our phone then that's how we show it digitally. It's so interesting. Where where do you think it goes in one, five, 10 years? Like, what does this look like? And is, are we in like the winter now? Is this like a bad time where we're weeding out all this stuff and it's like early web stuff and then it's going to fly and all the, the good things will see it their way through? Like, where does this go in your opinion right now, the next 12, 24, 36 months, or even the next five, 10 years? So you and I were in an interesting position because when the tech crash happened, you know, we knew what we knew what was happening, not maybe not financially in the financial markets, but we knew technology wise what was happening, which is the bad tech companies that just weren't that well operated, you know, operated, didn't really have a future vision, crashed and went away. But the really good ones became gems, Correct. really good stuff, right? Like the best diamonds, if you will, 
so yes, I think what's happening now is with blockchain crashing, we were we were over levered as a as a category. People were gambling on derivatives and like it was just too much, right? <laughs> and it was the old financial market, ironically, that was crashing it, not crypto people. It was financial markets controlling a very easy to manage and um, take advantage of market with crypto. So yeah, that now we've wiped out a lot of that, which is good. So yeah, the, the creators that are still everyday creating, the people who are still building projects right now, that's who's gonna in five, 10 years, really be uh, a player when it comes to the, the big content producers uh, and, and future businesses, in my opinion. So if somebody, and just get like granular for a second, if somebody literally wants to buy an NFT, like what what are they what is like the first step? Like what do they have to do? Well, you have you have a couple of options, right? And before I before I go into that, I think it's pretty funny because when you talk to people about blockchain and, and Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything, they're always like, Man, I wish I would have got in in like 2016 or 2017. Well, the prices are back there now. <laughs> and that's happened four times before it. So it, you know, I'm not saying what's going to happen in the future, but we're still we're back where we were. And now it's just better because we all have access to it a lot more easily, which gets me into my next part. If you, depending on which, that's why I said start with your creator, start with someone you trust that's launching a project. They will guide you through the process of getting into their project in a safe way. That might mean that you need to get, do you need to be buying some crypto? You might need to go find a way to own Ethereum which is, it can be done many ways. There's many exchanges. I'm not going to say any names because half of them crash, uh, but there's some really good US-based ones that are regulated by the same regulators our banks are regulated by, what, the, what, that's, what that is worth. Um, so you can take your US dollar and convert it to a crypto, which then allows you to go to certain marketplaces and purchase an NFT with that, with that crypto, whether it be Ethereum or uh, others. And most of those, by the way, exchanges where you can go shop for NFTs, marketplaces, they now allow you to use a credit card or Stripe or a bunch of other um, payment modules. So you so, first, you have to you go to, to like one of those places to convert dollars into... Exchanges Ethereum. where you would convert, yeah, US dollar to... And, and the, the exchange would be dependent on, pro, on project. Right. So like NFT projects. So like with Gary's, you'd buy Ethereum because that's on that blockchain. Is that correct? Like yeah, there's different exactly. blockchains with different currencies per se. Is that am I understanding correctly? Correct. Yep. So there are there are many blockchains, um, but there are, you know, 20 or 25 that are used by many people. And that might be tens of thousands a day up to, you know, millions a day. Um, so, yes, depending on where your creator decides to launch their blockchain, that's the there will be a token associated that you'll be able to purchase um, via that Got chain. It. But a, again, a lot of those friction points have been removed. If you look at like a Rarible or OpenSea, there's a bunch of these secondary NFT marketplaces. You can buy an NFT with a credit card and it will automatically load your NFT onto um, the, that native wallet or blockchain. So but there's there's a lot of good there's a, by the way there's a lot of good YouTube videos that do an excellent job describing this stuff. It's put your time put your hundred hours in. Right, really, right. I was just gonna say it. like I think and I love what you said. Like I think the first thing if somebody's really interested in go to where your passion is. Be thoughtful about it. Like don't go rush to buy. Like really be thoughtful. And again, like for me, like I've been listening now for a few years, and I'm just at the point of like okay, I think I want to do it. So I think I think there's an element of thoughtfulness 
to it, you know. And there, there definitely work, is. You know, and here let me let me fast forward you to just like a fun thing. You know, I have I have four kids and two my two oldest or my two girls. Um, I'm at the point now where there's some characters I have in, in certain uh they're very like pixely game type of things, but I, I own the character in that game and I get to have my girls sit with me and play these games together and they also go, Oh, that character's really cool. I really I would love to have the one with the curly hair and the spike, you know, whatever this and the, the cool outfit. I'm like, oh cool, let's go buy it. And we go, but it's not, you know, maybe it's 50 bucks or hundred bucks, but that character's forever theirs. I don't think they're going to appreciate that now, but I'm setting up wallets with NFTs that they're selecting on their own as a part That's of cool beautiful. communities that they'll be able to tap into five years from now. I love and I that. think it's, it's the future of our digital resume, by the way, resumes are going to go away. LinkedIn will be, um, uh, you won't need it anymore. Right? It'll just you'll have your resume will be actually tied to real things you're doing. Oh, that's so interesting. That's so, like your your work accomplishments could be on like the blockchain, essentially. Absolutely. Why not? All it requires is both parties saying employer and employee that saying, happened. This big project happened. You worked on it. Handshake that happens. That moves on chain, and now your resume is verified by blockchain. I was just gonna say you're not in charge of your resume just making up stuff it's like no this was a really important project i did in you know 2022 with this brand and this new boom like that's so interesting i didn't even think about that there's so many applications everything it's, it's, just becomes i think for me what i've learned is everything becomes transparent that, you know so trust tr in the world of um uh, blockchain the word trustless gets thrown out i'll throw around a lot sometimes in a good way and sometimes not so good and it's not that it's perfect right we're definitely not we are early days internet okay keep in mind we are in total crypto us users nft and tokens where we were on the internet in 1998 so just as a perspective we're we're, we're nascent we're not this isn't it needs a lot of work right <laughs> so just paying attention the fact that you're you're doing this and you and i talk about this all the time is is we're in a very small pool of people that are just trying to take more steps to understand because i know about i don't know about you but when the internet first popped up and aol was there and i'm on aim chat i had no idea who i was talking to and i can for sure tell you my parents had zero clue what was happening <laughs> so i just want to be the parent who's aware of how this all works so i can educate my kids i love it that they don't get burnt on bad use cases or looking at facebook or meta what they was supposed to do is create a 50 royalties and create the metaverse right 50 percent royalties on every sale is crazy most nft projects charge five or ten to back to the creator but of course if you already have three billion people on your platform you can pretty much do whatever you want i just want my kids to know and be smart enough to recognize that's happening it's the it's uh, one more thing, if you got a hold of a computer back in the day and you broke it apart, did you ever build a computer? Me? Or think about, yeah, like think about building your own. No, I'm definitely not that smart. <laughs> I, it's more just funny. Like, like God bless you for thinking that I was. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of people I've talked to that their, their passion is building computers. And that was because back in the day, my parents, our parents tinkered with cars. Our, we tinkered with technology, you know, speakers and hardware and that kind of stuff i think the future is is tweet is tinkering with technology so making my kids understand the fundamentals of how information goes from one place to another and how you can manipulate that 
in different ways is the is the next per place to explore um you know that version of building things if you will so are you and i i appreciate you sharing the perspective from being a father do you, are you now business wise and this is i'm asking you this like i want people to know and also myself to know are you doing this now like professionally like is, what is this part of rebuild is this separate like what 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 can you explain like if somebody's listening out there and they're like actually really ready like are you are you consulting for people are you helping is this part of rebuild what's happening now yep so rebuild as an agency marketing agency is 10 years old we are very refined creative is awesome strategy is awesome but we want to be a forward leaning agency forward leaning meaning let's not let's bring clients into the future and give opportunities for them and not wait for things to happen so Love we it. launched Re rebuild on chain which is just a, a side business to rebuild. Uh, it's a it's meant to go out there and say, hey, we think for marketing purposes, the first use case and best use case is loyalty marketing. Shopping has advanced so far, right? Like you can make any purchase you want by asking Alexa with your voice. Try telling someone that 10 years ago. Their head would have been like blown up, right? We think the last thing that has not evolved in forever is loyalty marketing. It's analog. It's slow. It's fr there's a lot of friction. There's a lot of waste. How many apps do you have on your phone where you have loyalty points? You have no idea what they're even worth. Mm -hmm. Lots is the answer. So we we are uh, fully capable and built now, ready to bring any brand they want on chain and sit on top of their existing tech stack. So you don't have to replace all of your technologies. We're just going to use APIs from each one of them to bring you on chain and launch your own blockchain and loyalty program. I love that. So if somebody wants more information about their company, how should they find you and contact you? There's many ways. The easiest is probably my email or text Ned and that will give you my number. If you know, Ned, <laughs> email, well, say your, say, are you comfortable giving your email out right now? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. S D Angelus. That's D E A N G E L I S at rebuild.group. And we'll tag you up. And if anybody needs to get in touch with Steve, but follow him on and, and, and on Instagram, just what's your handle? You know what? It's funny. I don't even know. And I'll tag you. I'll tag you. Uh, it's, it's Steve at rebuild. Steve at rebuild on Instagram. Got it. I had to go look. Um, okay. So la last question, what is your advice to other dads? out there like what do you what do you what's your message to dads out there right now in the current state of everything happening in the world what do you most want dads to know from your heart to theirs i'm i'm a i'm a practicing stoic so the, the first thing i say to anybody and that i connect with and, and really trust and appreciate is every day i just like hug your kid hug them put them to bed, sit with them and read and be very grateful that you're able to do that because I we work with a lot of clients in healthcare and I watch a lot of families going through, you and I both, Ned, um, work together on these clients and what I watch them go through is uh, very, very difficult. And it brings me to tears thinking about it because I'm just so grateful that every day I've got four healthy kids, a healthy wife, and I'm healthy because if you don't have your health, you got nothing else, right? So. Oh, take care of that. Right. And that, and then on top of that is if you have extra time to think about the future, there's, there's fun ways to invest your time now that you can bring your kids in much younger than you'd expect. Um, and what they'll say to you, these little things, they'll just, they'll say something that just 
parents would never say or another adult would ever say to you that kind of changes your frame of mind. And I, I really have extracted so much value and hopefully given back to my kids just by listening to them uh, and having them tell me what they think of things. Right. So I, I try and uh, take after some of my favorite mentors and try to take walks with them, you know, individually and as a family as often as possible, even in the, the awful Michigan winters. Ah, um, I spend, love it. Just spend time, man. Just spending time with people you you want to be more like is is key. That's why I you and I it. talk. I love it, dude. I so appreciate you sharing what you did. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You're a good man. I, I love talking to you, Ned. Anytime, you know, I'd love to do this. <laughs> we'll do it again, round two. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you, my Ned. brother.